Hello. Merry Christmas. It's William King here. Let me take you back to the summer of 2022. It now gives me the greatest pleasure to declare the 22nd Commonwealth Games open. More than 5,000 athletes representing 72 nations and territories will compete in this year's Games. Birmingham, the best town in the whole of UK. We are live from Birmingham and right outside the Alexander Stadium. Hello, man. I now live in Staffordshire. Um, but originally from Douglas. I live in Warrington, but from the Alaman. You're here for the Alaman cycling. Yes, the Commonwealth Games were held in Birmingham this year from the 28th of July to the 8th of August and 34 athletes made up the team, assisted by their coaches and support teams representing our island across eight different sports. Tonight on Manx Radio, we'll look back on the Manx performance in all eight of those. Aquatics, athletics, badminton, boxing, cycling, gymnastics, para powerlifting and triathlon. We'll also be joined by some guests to look back on a summer of sporting success. The opening ceremony took place at the Alexander Stadium and featured speeches from the likes of Lenny Henry, Malala Yousafzai and the then Prince of Wales, and music from Duran Duran. And there was also a giant 10-metre mechanical bull. And this was the moment swimmer Laura Kinley and cyclist Mark Cavendish carried the Manx flag into the stadium. Myself and Rob Pritchard watching on. There we go, Mark Cavendish and Laura Kidley waving the Isle of Man flag into the stadium. How about that, Rob? Absolutely fantastic to see them in this stadium with this fantastic occasion amidst all the athletes here. Great to see them. We see Mark Cavendish absolutely beaming at the front there. They're all absolutely chuffed to be there. Brilliant sight. Let's mention Joel Watterson and Peter Roberts, a swimmer and the boxing coach we've just seen right across the big screen in this stadium. Absolutely. I mean, Peter Roberts, you can just see him there. He was leading the uh, clapping in time with the fans there. He's part of the occasion. They all are. They can just drink this all in. Yes, it's down to business with the competitions they're in, but they can enjoy this moment. It doesn't come around all too often. Oh, yes. What a memory. Well, whilst we were in that stadium, I spotted a Manx flag at the front of one of the other stands across from where we were sitting. And so I thought I would go over and try to find out whose it was. It was Marcus and Glenn who had a little chat. We're here to support the, the Isle of Man, obviously, and, and we're, we're heavily involved in, in the swimming side of it, so we're, we're looking forward to the aquatics next few days. Fantastic, and you've got your Manx flag on full display. <laughs> yeah, we definitely do. I know that this flag has been spotted on television and uh, around the world, so uh, how does that feel? It's all good. I mean, we've got to put the Isle of Man out there, haven't we? I mean, we're, we're one of the best places in the world, and I think the, the, the team is going to do really well at this game, so I've got every confidence in... in the aquatics and the other teams as well. Let's start with swimming then. Yes, the first part of the Commonwealth Games were largely dominated by action at the Sandwell Aquatics Centre. Competitors from 57 Commonwealth nations took part in the pool and there were seven Manx swimmers. Peter Allen, Alex Bragazzi, Emma Hodgson, Laura Kinley, Kira Prentice and Harry Robinson in the pool. And from Team Isle of Man, the records just kept on breaking. 
four Manx swimmers have broken the island record for the 4 by 100 meter mixed medley relay at the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. The backstroke record in competition. The Manx record for the men's 4 by 100 meter freestyle relay was smashed yesterday, and then last night it was smashed again. Broken his own island record in the men's 50 meter freestyle heat. In doing so, they knocked 22.28 seconds off the Manx record, which had stood for eight years. Yes, together our seven swimmers broke nine Manx records. They were the men's 4 by 100 meter freestyle relay, the men's 4 by 100 meter freestyle relay again, the men's 4 by 200 meter freestyle relay, the mixed 4 by 100 meter medley relay, the mixed 4 by 100 meter freestyle relay, Joel Watterson with the men's 100 meter freestyle, Joel Watterson with the men's 50 meter freestyle, Emma Hodgson with the women's 100 meter backstroke, and Emma Hodgson with the women's 50 meter backstroke. And every swimmer was involved in at least one of those records. And straight away, after each of their races, they all came to speak to Manx Radio. Competing at her third Commonwealth Games, Laura Kinley qualified for two semi-finals. They were for the women's 50-metre and 100-metre breaststroke. This was her reaction after her 50-metre heat, before she knew she'd qualified. I was really excited and also very nervous going out this morning. The swim was a little bit off my best, but... We'll see how it was, yeah. Shot of breath now. <laughs> how have you found Birmingham? You were carrying the flag last night and now swimming in front of 5,000 people in here. What's it like for you? I think I'm still on a little bit of a kind of adrenaline buzz from it, really, this morning. I didn't sleep great last night. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad I've got kind of one in the bag now and then hopefully kind of work on that now through, through the week. Unfortunately, in the actual semi-final, it wasn't to be. But Laura was proud of her efforts. It does feel really good to hopefully be able to inspire that kind of next generation to come along and um, basically anything you believe is possible you can achieve really and I think being from the Isle of Man sometimes you kind of um, you kind of don't seem to have the same opportunities but I think there's almost more the same amount if not more being able to kind of represent the Ironmans. Hopefully they'll be more kind of inspiring to compete at the Commonwealth Games in the future, yeah. Emma Hodgson was responsible for two of those swimming records in the women's 50-metre and 100-metre backstroke. After her 100-metre race, she spoke to Elliot Turnbull, who broke the news to her. And are you aware that you've broken an island record for that? No. Oh, that makes me so happy. No, I didn't know that, actually. So the previous record stood since 2015, and that was 105.07, which belonged to Neem Robinson, so how's that? Oh, wow, I was going to go for the 50 one, but, I mean, to get that is just amazing. Never, never, ever expected that, wow. I mean, just everything went right out there for you. you you're absolutely flying. Yeah, I felt good. Like, I was so excited. I saw my parents, and I was just like, done this a million times. I can do it here, do you know what I mean? It seemed to work, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you mentioned to your parents, when you're walking out, do you notice all the Manx flags? Yes, you do, because they're just the most amazing supporters and they're absolutely great, yeah. And it was Neve Robinson's record that Emma broke again in the 50-metre race. I was interested to find out whether they're still on speaking terms. Do you know Neve Robinson? Yes, very well, yeah. Does she like you? Well, she actually, the other day after my 100 back, she gave me a phone call to say, well done, so how nice is that? Yeah, very nice, yeah. You're tearing up all of her bank's records, though. <laughs> I know, I do feel a bit bad, but she's so, so nice. She would never say anything about that, yeah. One of the youngest members of Team Isle of Man, Kira Prentice, had the pressure of swimming the team's first and last races at the Games. Summing up her experience of Birmingham 2022, Kira spoke to Elliot Turnbull. I think I was really happy with some of my swims. Some of them 
could have been better, but it is just all part of the experience and just trying to learn from it. And going forward with your experience from these games at such a young age, what is it that you're going to take forward to future some events, future competitions? Um, I think just watching like the best swimmers here, it's really inspiring and really motivational because just yeah, I want to race them and be like them. <laughs> As you've been part of this incredibly successful swimming team, how has it to be part of such a I mean, successful team? It's really good because like, the whole team is really friendly with each other and yeah, it's just really nice being around everyone all the time. I was going to say, it seems like you're all great friends as well. Yeah, most of us train together. Like, there's some that are off at uni, but we all have been on the Isleman at some point, and like, they're usually back for holidays and everything, which is good. Kira Prentice there. Together, the four Manx guys, Joel Watterson, Alex Brigazzi, Harry Robinson and Peter Allen, broke three Manx records. After their last race, that was the 4x200-metre freestyle relay, where they took 23 seconds off the Manx record, they spoke to Rob Pritchard. Hard going, going out with, you got Canada on your right, South Africa on your left, Isle of Man in the middle, yeah, it's, it's crazy to be honest. Uh, yeah, but just to be in part of an experience like that is something else. That's the great thing, you guys along with the others, you know, you're all, you're all cracking smiles, you've all really enjoyed the event there, is that really just like an all-round thing that you find in this experience? Yeah, definitely, like everyone's friendly, everyone's just a swimmer, like there's no person that's better than the rest like we're all equal so it's just amazing Alex as well you know you've, you've broken it by such a distance the record when you were maybe training or doing whichever did you have an idea that you were in around those sort of times as a group um well I think like we've done some really good hundreds this week so we knew we had the pace there and like and these guys stepping up it's like it's just as just getting in the mindset of when you go up from the hundred just to that easy speed that we know we've got so that can give you some confidence and then um then it's just about like seeing where you are after 100 and just trying to enjoy the experience and grind through. If yeah, um, and it was yeah, it was good to lead off. Um, good to get another time close to my PB. Um, yeah, and then I was just sat um, had like the best seat in the house, so that was great. Yeah. And Peter, just one final question with you. This group, you guys have all talked about how you, you you're a very close knit group. The aquatics team is as well. How much does, does this sum up the unity in this team, Team Isle of Man? that you guys and so many others are putting in performances like this on a stage like this yeah well uh, as I said uh, a couple of days ago we're, we're all just mates at the end of the day we, we're, we're here to just enjoy the experience like it's once in a lifetime like with with our coach Lee he's, he's similar he's like one of our mates but um, you know it's it's just so fun like I always I always think about that like it's such, such a good fun time being with the with the Isle of Man team so yeah so, yes, success all around for Team Isle of Man at the Sandwell Aquatic Centre at Birmingham 2022. Now, to look at the whole team's performance and kind of just have a little look back on the summer. Now we've got that distance. Erica Bellhouse, chef de mission for Team Isle of Man, is with us. Merry Christmas. How are you doing? Indeed, Merry Christmas. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Thank you all. All set for tomorrow. Yeah. Yes, it's exciting, isn't it, this time of year? Lots of um, stuff going on. So thank you for finding the time to come in. And it's also that time of the year where we kind of look back and think about all the stuff that's been going on. Certainly for me, I don't know about you, for me, the high, one of the highlights of the year has got to have been the Commonwealth Games. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. For me, it was it was kind of four years in the planning. Um, so it was a massive, massive thing for me. And yeah, certainly 2022, I, it, it was the highlight of my year. Yeah. The, the time I spent in Birmingham with the team was just, yeah, fantastic.
So the games happened from the 28th of July, didn't they? You got there a little bit earlier, but as you say, the actual planning was was four years. Yeah, four years in the planning. It was obviously slightly harder this time, I guess, due to COVID, etc. It was my first game, so there was a lot of learning for me. But yeah, I was I was in Birmingham for nearly four weeks in the end. So, but but yeah, a four year lead up to what was an amazing four weeks. And the whole Isle of Man Commonwealth Games Association and the whole team, everybody really got stuck in and joined in the fun, didn't they? It was it was a real team effort. It really was. It was fantastic, and you know the the media coverage over there. I, we were getting loads of messages from home. The BBC coverage was fantastic as well to see, you know, our idols on on television was just amazing. The younger athletes on the island, seeing the people that they're mixing with. That's the nice thing about sport on the Isle of Man. It's such a community. So, you know, younger athletes were seeing people that they they talk to in training on a weekly basis on the television. So, yeah, it really, hopefully it really combined the Isle of Man. It was a fantastic spectacle for everyone. Absolutely. So what's that feeling like then? I'm sure it's impossible to put into words, but you're, you know, you've been planning this for four years. It happens and it goes really well. Like, yeah, you must be really proud. Yeah, and so proud. And I think there's sort of moments that I maybe look back at now. Um, so obviously the, the opening ceremony was just fantastic, overwhelming. But there were certain moments within within the time where, you, you know, it, the first two weeks were just utterly manic. I don't think I really slept. I didn't really stand still. Uh, but as as the games went on, I did get moments where I was able to kind of spend a little bit of time, reflect, chat with the athletes, etc. And yeah, just absolutely incredible. And for the Isle of Man, the, the size of our team compared to our population, and that really hit home for me when I was there and chatting with other people in the same position as me, um, you know, with millions of population, but only very small teams, like half our size. It's just, you know, it's really proud. Everybody should be really proud of what the Isle of Man does. For me, one of the highlights was um, when we arrived at the opening ceremony, Obviously, we had Mark Cavendish and Laura Kinley as our flag bearers and the hype and the, all of the volunteers in Birmingham were desperate to get the Isle of Man team. And it was, you know, it was kind of one of those moments that you're just like, my goodness, like, wow, it's not really any words. It was just phenomenal. It was like the Isle of Man are here. And I was like, oh, gosh. Yeah, no, absolutely amazing. It's funny. You never think about that when you're on the Isle of Man. Do you don't think like anybody else pays any attention to us? And then you get there and it's like, oh, my word. No. And before we went, I remember Basil Bielich, obviously our president, and he was saying about how we needed these pin badges, which is fine. And we had the Manx Cat pin badge. Oh, my goodness. They were like collector's items, honestly. And it, to be fair, sometimes it became a little bit overwhelming because I'd be trying to be really busy and there'd be people. Can I have a pin badge? Can I have a pin badge? Have you got the Manx cats? And uh, But honestly, it, it loses in the telling how special the Isle of Man is within the Commonwealth. It really is. It's got a huge identity and it's just something to be really proud of. When you look back at the actual sporting action, have you got any big highlights is that an unfair question (laughs) probably a little bit unfair in terms of do you know every single athlete absolutely gave it 110 percent and and i can't really pick one moment out there are lots of moments for me i'm involved in various sports as well so that's kind of hard to think but you know going into the athletic stadium was just 
unbelievable. The atmosphere was so overwhelming to see the swimmers, the relay team compete against the best in the world in those finals in the evening was just unbelievable. Obviously, the cycling was just phenomenal, the attention on the Isle of Man team. And then we had gymnastics, we had triathlon, we had badminton, we had boxing, we had para powerlifting. We literally, you know, it, it was just fantastic. It was some days were manic trying to get to everybody and see everybody. But we really, you know, we we punch above our weight which is a bit of a cliche but we really do so no I don't have one moment the whole experience was amazing now you say it's four years in the running that means presumably the next games is is four years in the planning starting now starting now yeah we've we've had a little bit of downtime but come come January I think we'll hit the ground running we've actually got a youth games um in 2023 so so next year well nearly next year already um which we've only literally in the last three or four days had information on so that's going to be coming to so any sports people out there listening that will be coming out in the next couple of days so remind us where that's going to be that's going to be in trinidad and tobago so that's quite exciting for some of our younger developing athletes and then Obviously, 2026, it'll be slightly earlier. So March, uh, yeah, hopefully a similar number of athletes will be heading to Victoria, Australia, which sounds really exciting. Erica, thank you for joining us. It's time to get back into the sporting action now then. And also back at the start of the Games were the triathlon and the gymnastics. Our Elliot Turnbull went up to the triathlon in Royal Sutton Coldfield, where the triathlons took place. After the races, he spoke to Niall Cayley and Will Draper, who were the Manx athletes in the event. They were ranked 34th and 48th respectively going into the Games and finished 20th and 24th respectively. Absolutely awesome. I absolutely thoroughly, uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. It was, it was far better than I thought it would be, trust me. It was so amazing on the run, like hearing all the people like screaming and shouting and realising how many people actually recognise where the Isle of Man is. So it was lovely. And pre-race, you were, I mean, out of all the people racing it, you're ranked 43rd, finished in 20th place. How are you feeling about that? I'm absolutely chuffed. It's always nice being the underdog coming into something like this because it's all about just, you know, making your way through the field, doing what you can to, you know, to show you deserve to be here. I think that was nice. Was I think the number 43 kind of gives you a bit of a, you know, a bit of a pass. People think you're going to be a little bit lower down than you should be. And it was nice coming, you know, news to me, that like coming 20th, and I'm, I'm super happy with, you know, with where I've come. Yeah, really good. Um, it's been a great opportunity, especially for me and Niall. We're only 20, Niall's 20, I'm 22. Um, just to be in the company that we're in, there's a few Olympic champions in our race. It's been a great opportunity and the support has been immense from the Alamon. Mention the support, you could see a couple of Manx flags flying around even at the start, people shouting your name. Yeah, it was great. I think it's as close as we could get to a home games. There were plenty of people supporting out in the course and I know there were a lot supporting at home and different athletes supporting that are competing today. So yeah, really pulled it all together and made them, uh, them tough moments a little bit easier. Now of all the athletes there, you were initially ranked 48th out of 48, but you ended up coming 24th, so it must be quite an achievement. Yeah, that's what they say, try and half, you, uh, half your seed. That's something that uh, people try to do, so I was happy with it. Um, I didn't actually know my position on the course, and uh, yeah, I've managed to, to come in not too bad in the end. Now Kayleigh and Will Draper there. In the first weekend of the Games at Arena Birmingham, Tara Donnelly wasn't sure whether she'd made it through to the final after scoring 43.7 in her all-around qualification. It meant she had to wait for other countries to go through the qualification rounds first before knowing if she'd be in the all-around final the next day. 
And that evening, I got a WhatsApp saying Tara would be competing in the final the next day. She sent us this voice note. Yeah, I'm delighted to be through to tomorrow's all-around final. It's kind of been a main goal of mine coming into this Games, and despite having a not-so-great competition today, I'm glad it's enough to progress through. The crowd are really supportive today, which has given me more assurance going into tomorrow's final. And, and you know, tomorrow's a new day, a fresh start, and I'm excited to get out there and do my best for the island. And in the final, Tara took her score in every discipline, that's the vault, uneven bars, balance beam and floor exercise, up. Meaning her overall score of 43.7 from qualifying rose to 47.05. She told me what she'd done differently. I think I just took the pressure off myself. Obviously yesterday I said, put a lot of pressure on myself and today I just went out there and enjoyed myself. And I know what I'm capable of and I kind of went through my routines in my head last night and just said, you know what, let's just do this tomorrow. What would you like to say to people supporting you at home on the island, man? Um, thank you all so much. I just want to say a special thank you to Alman and Jim. Also, um, Alman Sport, Aston International. This was all um, made possible because of you guys. And in the boxing ring, the Isle of Man was represented by Jamie Devine and Jade Burden. Jamie faced the Ghanaian athlete Abdul Wahib Omar in the round of 32, but lost out in a closely fought match. He described the games as a great experience. Yeah, I thought I set the pace throughout me, and he even said to me to the end how fit I was, and I'm a great fighter. And he was like, I'm an Olympian, my friend, you're a great fighter. But obviously, like I said in our interview the other day, I've been out the ring for seven years. So to come back to this now, I would have bit your hand off like you said, said that to me this time last year. Yeah, the fact that you said that as well, you know, over the last 12 months, you brought yourself back to this point and look at you on this stage. Yeah. Yes, it's not been the result you'd hoped for and that is disappointing. But what a message that is for you to be getting yourself back onto this stage as well with all the hard work you put in. Yeah, honestly, mate, I'm absolutely made up to be here. It's been... So obviously been an unreal experience so far. Obviously the result didn't go my way, but it's not all about that. Meanwhile, the luck of the draw meant Jade Burden, who celebrated her birthday whilst in Birmingham, received a bye to the quarterfinals where she faced Gemma Richardson. Jade may not have won that bout, but as she told Rob Pritchard, becoming the first woman to box for the Isle of Man at the Games was a moment she'd treasure forever. Jade, phenomenal effort out there. Obviously, commiseration's not the result you wanted, but you stuck to your promise. You left absolutely everything out there today. That's a performance you can be proud of, isn't it? To be honest, I felt a bit, a bit flat. I think, um, like, I think the occasion got to me a little bit. Um, I walked in here and I was like, felt you know when you have a lump in your throat. I was like, um, but do you know what? I went out there. I've competed with probably one of the best boxers in the UK, um, and obviously, she's the best boxer for a reason. And obviously I hope Gemma goes on and, um, and takes the gold because obviously it's quite flattering then, isn't it? <laughs> but you said it as well, like, you know, when you went out there, that's all part of the experience. And you've said in the camp, obviously, throughout the last few days, this is a chance to learn, this is a chance to build. That's another lesson, that's another learning curve for you, isn't it? You know, I came into this competition, I've had 15 fights. Like, I'm still probably a novice. I'm still, I'm a novice. Um, but you know what? You don't lose, you learn. Um, and I think for me... Obviously, I'll have a bit of time out after this, but, you know, I'm getting older, I'm 31 now, but, you know, you learn every day, you know, and I've got a good coach who believes me, so, you know, we're just going to go back to the drawing boards, and I think, um, I know what I want to do after this, so I've got, I've got that in the back of my head as well, so, yeah.
You said that on your fight count, though, that you think, you know, compared to maybe some of them, you might feel like a bit of a novice, but you're here on credit. You're here on your own merit here. You've built yourself up to earn your place on the international stage. So that's credit to the hard work that you've been putting in all this time that you deserve to be here. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, like I said, Peter's kind of, he wanted me to come to this because obviously they're every four years and, you know, the next one I'll be 35. So I, I kind of know what to expect next time. Um, I have rushed through the amateur game, you know, like, I literally went into the, they're going to the elite at like, after nine bouts. Um, and, you know, even going in then, it's a shock, but I, I felt like I can hold my own. A few things I could take away from that today, and, and on a normal day, um, obviously, this atmosphere probably got to me a little bit. Um, I probably would have been able to get involved a little bit more, but, you know, I was worrying out the back, and, you know, all my friends and family have come down, so, um, yeah, it's one of them, and we move on, go forward, but... I'm just proud to be able to be the first woman to box at this. Do you know what I mean? So and it's a pathway for other young young women in the gym as well. And I hope that, you know, I know we didn't win today, but let's hope I can obviously inspire them to make this step as well. 100%. It's a big moment in itself. And um, just one final question, I guess, going forward. It might feel still a little bit raw now, but I suppose in like the coming days or whatever, what are the kind of big things do you think you might take from from here and also just another question as well obviously you've got so much support in there today oh, making plenty of noise um, what would you like to say have you got anyone to thank um, yeah so obviously Peter Roberts my coach like he's been there day in day out like he's on if I rang him at three in the morning he's there um, obviously I want to plug um, Jax Andy Gibbs like they've literally sponsored me and they're going to continue to sponsor me and without them I probably wouldn't have been able to be where I am um, and I don't know if many people know but I had to quit my job to come here so that's another thing I've got to do when I get home. I've got to look for a job. So, but do you know what? You've got sacrifice for these experiences. So, I'm proud to be from the Isle of Man. So, yeah. Thanks. You've absolutely earned your right to be here and you've done the Isle of Man proud. Thank you, Jade. Jade Burden there. Keep on running. Yes, now time to take a look at the Manx Athletics team from Birmingham 2022. That was made up of seven athletes, something team manager Steve Partington was proud of. It's a testimony to the hard work they've put in and it's just fantastic. The sport's on a real sort of high at the moment and, you know, this is just the culmination really of four years hard work and it's great to have seven members of the team are from athletics. And the first athletes in action at the Games were marathon runners Ollie Lockley and Sarah Webster. Despite battling sickness in his race, Ollie Lockley finished 14th. And in the women's event, Sarah Webster also finished 14th. They spoke to Rob Pritchard after their races. It's amazing just to finish. Um, I really struggled uh, kind of around halfway with just being sick. Uh, just couldn't keep anything down. So... I don't know why, <clears throat> like, I've done many training runs a lot quicker, but I think I just, at that point, I was just, there was no way I was not finishing, so I was just trying to just take each mile as it came, and uh, making sure that I, uh, you know, eventually got to the finish line, but, um, yeah, the crowd and support was amazing, like, the amount of Manx support out there was incredible, and every time I got a cheer or someone said my name, like, it just gave me an extra boost, um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that really helped, but, yeah, that was one of the hardest things I've ever done. <laughs> Loads of people have said that this is like one of the most gruelling marathon courses that there is out there in terms of the route and just the difficulty of the terrain. So, so the fact that you've been able to make it round despite the challenges, that's something to be so proud of. Yeah, like, yeah, considering like, you know, I was suffering with a bit of sickness or quite a lot of sickness um, and stitches and stomach cramps along with the course, like, you know, I'm, I am 
I will look back and be pleased that I, you know, that I finished and just even to make it to the start line, like I sacrificed a lot um, to be here. So yeah, happy. A great relief to have finished. Um, disappointed with the time, but the idea was to get round. I overtook one person with about two miles to go. So yeah, wasn't last and the crowd were just absolutely amazing. The support for, for everybody, even us at the back, was just brilliant. Both Isle of Man people, but also locals as well. They were just awesome. That's the great thing, and I know Ollie said this as well in the men's race as well, seeing all the Manx flags everywhere, that must just give you that extra boost if you're, if you're feeling a little tired. Yeah, just really lovely, yeah, really special to see everybody supporting us. Because a lot of people have been saying just 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 how challenging this this course is as well. You know, to finish it is a massive achievement in itself. Thank you. I'm, yeah, disappointed with the time, but that's yeah, just even finishing in the Commonwealth Games for the Isle of Man. It's just yeah, very very special. Back to the Alexander Stadium, and David Malarkey stole the headlines, knocking more than three seconds off his own Manx record for the men's 5,000 metres, finishing 12th in the field of 20. Rob Pritchard spoke to him after that race. It was really tough. Um, we went through 3K uh, ridiculously quick for what I would want to go for, but the plan was just to stay on for as long as I could, and then I got... I was on my own for the last K, but it was just at that point it was just the crowd carrying my own. My legs went at 3K, but the rest was just the crowd. <laughs> you could see that there, obviously, the front of the pack really did set a high pace early on. The fact that you were able to kind of keep that and manage your game still with that high standard being set, that's pretty good in itself, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so every year we're just trying to get as close to those top guys as we can. And each race that passes, if we're staying with them just that little bit longer, it's progress at the end of the day. And, uh, getting towards where we want to be in the future. So, yeah, it's all positive. In the women's 5,000 metres, Sarah Astin and Rachel Franklin finished 16th and 19th respectively. I don't know what time I ran. I'm really praying it was a PV, but, I mean, if not, I'd be very ha obviously happy if it was, but also a bit lucky because that race I was kind of dragging people around and when I ran my old PB or hopefully my old PB um, I was sitting on people the whole way around which helps so much well, I can give you time in just a second if you want it here we are here it is here's a bit of tension for you 1539.54 it could literally be matching my old one was 1539 point something so it could be point zero three. so there's virtually nothing in it as well you're, you're right on obviously what your best performance has been in this that must be pretty encouraging though yeah it is and I because I just know I've got a faster one in me, so a little bit frustrated that I just didn't have anyone in my area um, in front of me, but I couldn't have done any more than that tonight, and I'm really happy with how I ran it. And Yeah, I was, it was just so much fun, honestly. Like I wasn't even thinking about how much pain I was in. I was just like, I don't really know. I was just like amazed by everything, the whole surroundings. Yeah, it's crazy. It's amazing. Like... I tried not to make myself get overwhelmed, so when I was warming up I kept glancing, there was like little gaps in the warm-up track to glance into the stadium, and my coach and my boyfriend said, don't let it overwhelm you, like enjoy it, you've earned to be on the stage with everyone else, so just try to really like take it all in, really enjoy it. And yeah, it was amazing. The crowd was unbelievable. These these games, you know, for, for, for whatever targets people are aiming for, they're such a learning curve, aren't they? They only come around once every so often. So it is a chance maybe just to kind of build on what you've done already going forward. 
Yeah, so I've been aiming for the Commonwealth Games since 2014. So it's been a quite a long slog with lots of injuries, setbacks, but I've just kept digging in and I'm, I was just so happy to get the call up in May. And then, yeah, just get my head down. In Javelin, Joe Harris threw 67.91 metres to come 11th, finishing ahead of athletes from Papua New Guinea and Samoa. And in pole vault, Glenn Quayle finished 8th, clearing a height of 4.95 metres, just 0.03 off his outdoor personal best. It's obviously a good experience with the crowd and everything, and probably sort of coping with the adrenaline rush of, the, of, of this intensity sort of thing. So that's what I'll take away from it, you know, um, probably probably good good experience in terms of for the future uh, obviously got a plan to have a, a long career stay healthy and just uh, yeah some things to take away from this yeah it's good yeah it was so fun and just the experience and the atmosphere here today has just been amazing the noise and the crowd is just incredible and like the noise is just there's nothing like it how would you describe your whole experience of Birmingham and the Commonwealth Games oh it's been really overwhelming and I'm just, like, the support and everything as well has just been amazing. So, yeah, thank you to everyone who's supported me and come to watch. Well, you've heard his voice enough already on this show. I thought we might as well sit down with him, find out how he's doing. Rob Pritchard, Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to you as well, William. How are you doing? Looking forward to the big day tomorrow? Absolutely. Absolutely. What have you asked for? I can't tell you that, because if if we're guests to Santa, then, you know, it could be in big trouble. Okay. well, I'm sure he's already off on his journey and... Well, he'll be stopping off in the Isle of Man pretty soon. OK, Rob, let's take a look back. It's that time of year where we can look back at things which took place. And this show is all about the Commonwealth Games. You were there with me and Elliot in Birmingham. We had a great time, didn't we? We really did. It was uh, action-packed, I think, to say the least. It was it, The time absolutely flew by, didn't it? It was uh, full-on day-to-day, but what what an experience as well. And they had an incredible setup with all the all the arenas and all the sort of different bits that were going on throughout the city as well. We know how vibrant the city Birmingham is, and to see it all come into life firsthand was, uh, it was quite special. And, of course, we were there working, but able to take in the, the whole sort of range of stuff going on in Birmingham even though we were obviously most of the time glued to our laptops and microphones producing content for Manx Radio. Um, It was just great, wasn't it, to be there supporting that team of 34 Isle of Man athletes? Absolutely, because... you know, this this isn't something that comes around very often. It's every four years, isn't it? So it's not every time, really, that you get this opportunity as an as an Isle of Man athlete and also mem- obviously a member of the media from our side of things, the uh, trio of us that went. But the fact that they made it as well so accessible to everyone that was there as well because of how well connected Birmingham is as a place. Like like you mentioned just there, we were able to soak up a lot of things even though we were working constantly throughout. You There was a real buzz about the place, there really was. I know it's a bit of a, a cliched term as well, but it really did ring true. The fact that there was just a an energy to everything, you know, that, that mix of different cultures that were there. I mean, how many different nationalities did, did did we see out there, not just obviously competing, but those who'd made those long journeys to get there as well, to come and see their athletes involved? You've just really, you've literally just reminded me of a really nice moment where I, I, we must have had a, a quieter morning and I went on a little walk into Harborn, which is a village sort of near Birmingham, near where we were staying, and they had a nice big screen outside some coffee shops where people were sitting outside in the sun. It could have been anywhere. And this lady says to me, well, who are you supporting? I said, oh, I'm here from the Isle of Man. Who are you supporting? And she goes, they're all winners in my eyes. <laughs> Anybody who's got to this stage is doing a great job. Um, 
And I think she's right, isn't she? Like it was, it was incredible to see our athletes competing up against some of the, like our athletes were some of the world's best competing against some of the other top athletes from around the world. Absolutely, because you've got to remember as well that you know the nations can't just put forward any athlete they want. They do have to meet these specific qualification requirements. You have to be of a certain caliber just to be there. You can't be there just to make up the numbers. Not that any athlete would want to be. They'd want to be there to compete. They'd want to be there to win. You have to meet a certain benchmark. And the fact that we had 34 Manx athletes who made that and to be competing in such high caliber world class fields those com- you know those comments really are true D- depending on what your expectations are there will have been a greater weight of expectation on say some of the nations including the likes of say England Australia New Zealand but the Isle of Man athletes they could go there knowing that they're there on merit but also when they get there, that it's a breath of fresh air, that they don't have this pressure on them. They can enjoy that. They'll have been out there to compete just as much as anyone else. They'll have put their heart and soul into everything. But largely, they were able to enjoy it alongside that. And that's not something that comes around all too often. And yeah, I mean, the results show it, don't we? We saw some such close battles. I'm thinking particularly badminton. Jessica Lee did so well to get to that round of 16. The boxing, both of our boxers had such close bouts. Um... Uh, and you know the the cycling speaks for itself we've just we've been looking over this last hour at all of the manx athletes who all did such a great job um tara donnelly in the in the gymnastics for example the site the, the swimmers the the people running the triathletes you know it was all great have you got any specific memories rob I think there are two in particular that stand out for me, and I think I alluded to these. In, it was the final episode of Today at the Games that we had as we were uh, reminiscing a little bit, I think, about all of our favourite moments. And the first of those was with Jay Burden, and the fact that she was the first female Manx boxer to be representing the Isle of Man at the Commonwealth Games. That's a huge milestone in itself. And the fact that she went so far up against such a brilliant competitor in Gemma Richardson of England, one of the best at that weight division. And went toe-to-toe to it. She said before the fight, you know, she's not going to shy away. She's going to go toe-to-toe. She's going to throw everything she's got at, at it. And she did. Yes, lost on a points decision, but really put up a, such a spirited performance as well. And the fact that she said it herself that hopefully it can be an inspiration, you know, for more people to get involved in boxing on the Isle of Man. And I think it's ringing true, actually, because recently I did actually speak to uh, Peter Roberts, her coach, and he was saying that the sport is thriving on the Isle of Man. And, there, and he did, I believe he did use the phrase, the jade burden factor. Oh, so it's oh, oh, oh. having a long-term effect, a lasting effect on Isle of Man boxing from going out there, competing against the best. That's brilliant. The other one, I think, was in uh, Kim Dean in the uh, para powerlifting. This was uh, a great moment, really, for the Isle of Man to have its first ever para-athlete at a Commonwealth Games and went in with you know such a strong record as well. And Kim put in a fantastic display. There was a really high caliber field in there and I remember speaking to her afterwards as well just about being able to go to something like this and be part of it it wasn't just a big moment for para-athletes but for anyone who's considering getting involved in sport whether it's competitively or or socially you know anyone who feels they may have you know an impairment the sky is still the limit for, for anyone regardless of of background or circumstances they can use it to improve you know, improve their lives you know be happier and these two, you know, the likes I say, Jade and Kim, were, were great examples and great ambassadors, really, for not just moving the sports on, but for helping to people move on in those sports as well. Thank you to Rob Pritchard for joining us. And, of course, his voice will keep popping out throughout this show. It was a great team we had in Birmingham, if I say so myself.
Badminton next, and the Isle of Man's Jessica Lee made it through to the round of 16. In the round of 64, Jessica beat Elizabeth Chipoleme of Zambia. In the round of 32, she beat Sabrina Charlene Scott of Barbados, but it was Scotland's Kirsty Gilmore, who's currently ranked 18th in the world, who knocked Jessica out of the competition. She spoke to Elliot Turnbull after that final match. Fresh off the court, come off games, comes to an end. How are you feeling with your performance? Um, yeah, a little bit disappointed with um, sort of how I play today. A few more errors than I'd like, but I mean, it's, it's, that's what's difficult about badminton when you're when you're playing against someone like Kirsty, who puts you under so much pressure with her shot quality. Um, you sort of have to do the best that you can um, at the time. I was going to say, with due respect to the people in the previous rounds, you're up against someone who's won a silver medal and also a bronze medal at the Commonwealth Games. You're under a lot more pressure um, when when your opponent is, you know, of that quality, and um, she's like a great athlete. So. Uh, yeah, that's what's difficult just about badminton is that you can't just play your game. It very much depends on what the other person on the other side of the net is doing. And you've just been told that you had some special guests. Chief Minister was there, Julie Edge was also there, but also a lot of people from the Greater Manx team were there. Especially you could hear Jade Bird and shouting throughout. Could you really, really feel that support for you? Yeah, it's great to have you know such amazing, amazing Manx support out there. Um, so yeah, huge thanks to, to everyone that, that came down and supported. But unfortunately. Sorry that I couldn't couldn't get the win. <laughs> and your second games, unfortunately, mm-hmm. the Gold Coast had to withdraw through injury. Does it perhaps feel good to come here and give it your all, get through well, two rounds and get to this round here in the third round and really put a great name for yourself out there? Yeah, I think um, yeah. Last time was not how I wanted to end things. Um, it definitely sort of spurred me on, made me work even harder to, to put myself in the best shape I could coming into these games um, and yeah to win to win two rounds uh, was was amazing and then yeah two last uh, 16s of the Commonwealth Games I mean I couldn't ask for more. The badminton matches were taking place at the National Exhibition Centre also happening there a really important moment for the Isle of Man. Kim Dean became the island's first para-athlete to compete at a Commonwealth Games. She placed eighth in the women's para powerlifting event and gave what was, for me, one of the most memorable interviews of the Games afterwards. It was really good, amazing atmosphere, just, yeah, felt everything was moving really well. And obviously you got two great clean lifts in there first off. That must have put you on a real high just going into that last one. Definitely, lots of confidence. I knew I could shift the weight. It was just about executing it perfectly, which just slightly missed out, but hey-ho. Obviously, mix of classes here, so some real strength shown by um, some of the lightweight women, and it just makes you want to get back and, and train more and show that come the Europeans, we can challenge for medal spot within the 61s. What are the sort of things do you think you might take away from this experience? Obviously, um, amazing opening ceremony, walking out there with the Manx team, and now just kind of looking to build off what has been a really good uh, prep into this competition and this competition. Um, obviously, we've got about six, seven weeks now to Europe, so um, it's a great platform to build and drive on forwards. Absolutely, and just one final question. I know it's something we've covered already. You've already, you've obviously said as well, you want to make sure that you're not the only para-athlete that comes here from the Isle of Man. You want to see more of that in the future. If there's anyone watching this, para-athletes back on the Isle of Man who really want to push for something that you do competing on an international stage what would you say to them i'd say sport is for everyone so get out there 
find the things that you love to do, find some club to join. It doesn't have to be a para club or a disabled club. Just knock on the door and say, I'm here and I want to give it a try. Um, there were some really good guys um, at MSR that are, are working. I've got lots of different programs if you're interested in sort of anything from cycling to athletics. You know, you've seen me lift, lift weights. If you've got an athlete with a, a disability, whether you're a wheelchair user, you're an amputee, uh, you're short of stature like myself, get out there, try it. If you like gym work, get in the gym, show, show the world how strong you are. Kim Dean there. And we're nearly at the end of the show. Time to look at the final sport for Team I Love Man. This has got to be a big one, surely. Cycling. When Lexi was a mining village many years ago There were 600 miners working under Captain Rowe But the bottom of the mine shaft was below the waterline So they had to build a wheel to pump the water from the mine And the Lexi wheel keeps turning, turning, turning In Lady Isabella's memory And wild waterfalls Lexi wheel still goes and the Lexi River runs down to the sea. For three quarters of a century. I'm playing the Laxi wheel, by the way, not because a bike has wheels, well, perhaps, but because that famous song was written by Stuart Slack, who won the island's first Commonwealth medal in 1958 at the then British Empire and Commonwealth Games held in Cardiff. According to the reputable source that is Wikipedia, local station Manx Radio banned some of Slack's folk songs for being too risque. I think we should be okay with this one. The Lexi wheel still goes and the Lexi River runs down to the sea. Well, since that seminal race of Slacks in 1958, the Isle of Man's love for cycling has continued and grown. At this year's Commonwealth Games, there were 13 Manx cyclists competing across the track and road events. And the first action for Manx cyclists were the time trials held in Wolverhampton. In the women's event, Lizzie Holden finished fifth. Becky Story came sixth, and Jessie Carriage was 24th. They spoke to Elliot Turnbull after the race. Lizzie, just come through. What's your immediate reaction of the course? Uh, yeah, it was brutal. It's uh, very different to most time trial courses I think anyone's done. Very, like, left, right, up, down. Like, very hard to, like, get into your own rhythm because it's constantly, like, stop, start, and, yeah, it really hurts the legs, but, yeah, hard course. And on a personal note, 41 minutes, 48 seconds and 78. How are you feeling with your time? Yeah, I mean, I didn't really know what to expect. Like, I've just finished the Tour de France, so my legs are pretty knackered. But, yeah, I guess I just went as hard as I could and tried to hold on for, yeah, as long as I could. I guess I'm pretty happy. I'd, yeah. How is it coming here, having just finished the Tour, you said? Tired legs, is it quite hard mentally yeah. to, to go again and again? Uh, yeah, like, I didn't really have time to take any of fit in and just like straight into next event but yeah I guess it's, it's good like it's good block of racing in the legs so hopefully like after this open up the legs and uh, be ready for Sunday. So Becky you've just seen you sat in the hot seat what a race out there you must be feeling quite good after it. Yeah I'm really pleased with it it's always nice to sit in the hot seat hot seat even though I knew it was going to be probably short-lived um, yeah no I'm really pleased with my ride today. How did you find the course out there? Um, it's probably the most interesting time trial I've ever ridden. Um, I, fi- I came 
through the finish and I felt like I'd just done a roller coaster. It was up, down, left, right, um, but yeah, no, it was really, really fun. Quite a few roundabouts, some quite tight corners in there to contend with. Yeah, and very lumpy, which plays into the favour of, you know, our, like, our, our riders, because, you know, the Ironman's very lumpy. So, uh, yeah, I think it was a great, a great course for us anyway. So, Jess, just finished the time trial. What are your first thoughts? Oh, well, it was it was a brutal course, that's for sure. But uh, I've never done a course like that before. I've only ever really done local time trials, which are just flat out and back. And that one had, like, it had brutal climbs, long, heavy drags. It was windy, technical. So a complete new thing for me. Great experience. Uh, it was definitely, <laughs> I wouldn't say it was fun while I was out there, but I think that means I did a good job and you know, gave it my all, so I, I can only be pleased with that, to be honest. I started my, did my first race just as Gold Coast Games were starting out, so if you'd said four years later I'd be here, I would have politely told you <laughs> that, you know, you were deluded, but here we are, and like, like I said, I'm so grateful to be here. Never dreamed of getting this far, so, yeah, absolutely excited. In the men's time trial... Tyler Hannay came 16th and Leon Mazzoni, who was called up last minute after Max Walker had to drop out, finished 20th. Tyler, you were the first one in today. How did you find the race? Uh, I found it tough. It was um, a tough course, especially with so many ups, up and downs, so many corners to contend with. But I really enjoyed the experience out there with all the crowds and everyone shouting my name, especially I think once I went into first on the road, people watching the TV and sort of sh started to shout my name. So. It was an experience unlike none other, but I tried my best and, yeah, it was a good day. And could, could you feel the support was out there for you when you're cycling along? Yes, for sure. I think through the tough times, it sort of it sort of spurs you on a little bit and it kind of blocks the pain a little bit. And also, you're able to pick out all the Manx flags and people you sort of recognise, even if it's just for a split second. Leon, you've just got in. How did you find the race out there? Oh, it was a tough old day, that. Uh, yeah, just being called in last minute for this time trial so uh, didn't really have any expectations really just to give it my best and see what happened really. I was going to ask you it was unfortunate that Max couldn't race but how did you feel when you got the call up for today? Yeah I've literally just come back from a four day stage race in France so uh, yeah I had a couple of days rest but straight into this but uh, yeah the legs seemed to be pretty good it's just the glutes were a bit on fire because I'm not used to riding the time trial bike but yeah, it was a good day. So, obviously been busy racing, but apart from that, even when you weren't selected, were you preparing? Because if you were going to race, just in case that call came. Yeah, definitely. You got to you got to take uh, any opportunity you can get, and uh, yeah, I just continued to train as if I was going to go because anything can happen. And as it happened, then being dragged in to do this or not dragged in, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, yeah, really good. On the track in London, Matthew Bostock was set to compete in the men's 15km scratch race and the men's 40km points race. Unfortunately, in the 15km scratch qualification, during the third lap of the Lee Valley Velodrome, Matthew was involved in a crash and taken to hospital. R. Elliot Turnbull was in the velodrome when it happened. On Today at the Games, the show we did live from Birmingham, he told us what he saw. First time personally for me attending these cycling events and just the atmosphere and the buzz around it is incredible. And you also don't notice how steep the velodrome is as well. It's incredible what these people are doing and the speed that they're doing it at. But yeah, to be there and to witness such a crash, not a pleasant thing. And just the noise of it when it happened, I mean, 
huge, huge stuff, but then the place just fell complete silent. You could have heard a bin drop. It was just really people in tenter hooks. There was medical people treating those in the crowd, and people just didn't know what was going on, and just really horrible to see. Matthew Bostock was discharged later the same day, and he told his Instagram followers the crash was really scary, and despite getting quite battered, he was doing okay. Matthew withdrew from the 40 kilometres point race, but was back on his bike for the men's road race at the end of the week. On to Warwick then, where the women's and men's road races were held. The atmosphere at the start-finish line where we were based was absolutely buzzing. You're here for the Isle of Man cycling, we just watched the girls and now uh, hoping the men can do it. Up first was the women's road race. In that event, Lizzie Holden, Jessie Carriage and Becky Storey were all in the final group sprint to the finish, placing 19th, 22nd and 26th respectively. Amelia Sharp and Anna Christian retired during the race. Lizzie, Jessie and Becky spoke to us afterwards. So ladies, strong result there. Congratulations, well done on finishing. Um, Jessie, start with you, obviously 22nd as well. It was uh, quite the sprint towards the end there, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was fast and it was a bit chaotic. There was, you know, people pulling off and um, I was just behind Lizzie and there was a couple of times where there was a few dodgy wheels, yeah. wasn't there? Um, so it was just navigating around that. So I was just pleased to finish and finish in the bunch, to be honest. Yeah. And Lizzie, yourself, 19th, part of that big group that made its way through as well. How did you find it out there? Because it's, it, it really is a world-class field out there in a race like this. Yeah, I mean, these girls are also winning, like, yeah, all the World Tour races, so I think we can be happy with how we rode. Like, we, we, yeah, we gave it a go with everything we had, like, constantly on the move, everyone, so that was really good. But, yeah, you can't do anything when there's a big Aussie team like that that just, yeah, control the race. But I think, yeah, we can be happy with everything. Absolutely, right in the mix. And, uh, Becky, we were following the progress, obviously, as you were all making your way round. Uh, at times, that looked like a pretty demanding course out there. Yeah, it really was. Um, I certainly felt it anyway, that for sure, along that back long straight when you hit the wind and they put the power down. It was, uh, yeah, like really survival of the fittest. <laughs> um, but I think the main thing is, we, yeah, I'm really proud of like our result and we had fun. I think yeah. we can say we had yeah. fun, so and that's the main thing. In the men's road race then, the Manx team got off to a great start with riders right at the front for most of the race. By around halfway through, it was clear that hopes for a Manx victory lay with Ben Swift after Mark Cavendish was left in the middle of the peloton. Ben Swift kept up for most of the way, but in the last few laps he couldn't keep up with the fastest on that road. Ben Swift was first to finish from the Manx side, coming 15th overall and 3 minutes 54 seconds behind winner Aaron Gate of New Zealand. Matt Bostock sat comfortably in the first chase, but later had to pull out due to technical difficulties. Tom Mazzoni was the second Manx man to finish. He was 38th overall, followed by Mark Christian, who was 42nd overall. Mark Cavendish came next in 44th, and Sam Brand finished 63rd. Rob Pritchard caught up with Ben Swift, Mark Christian, Mark Cavendish and Sam Brand afterwards. Yeah, it was really tough, actually. Uh, tried to play the card to wait, but I, you know, I just didn't have the legs. I was cramping up a lot towards the end there, but... Uh... It was a shame, but uh, it was a tough race. 
in a way, I think it's kind of how we expected it to, to go. It was going to be really aggressive and fast at the start, and um, it was just about getting a couple of guys in like that front group that inevitably would get away. Um, you know, we got Swifty up there, and then I think Bucky was unlucky to not get across, and it would have been great to have two of them up there. And um, yeah, after that, I think behind we were just about playing it, trying to uh, trying to follow anything that would go across to it. But overall, yeah, it was a, it was a good odd fast race. You expected us to want to go for a good sprint, so we had to plan to do the opposite really you know and race it um, and actually we wanted to get everyone to look at me we wanted to get the other two in the front Swifty and uh, and Bostock and actually Swifty got from fucking nearly made it and I tell you without his crash on the track that nasty horrific crash on the track the other day he made the front I would have had two there in that group and uh, I think it would have been quite happy days for, for the other man but uh, yeah, anyway. Oh, you know, it was absolutely brutal, but um, that's these are the races you dream of. These are the guys you want to ride with. Um, it's just an all-out war, and something pure and simple is just pure bike racing, and that, that's what it was. So, you know, I can't complain. Um, it was a dream. Sam Brand concluding our look back at the 2022 Commonwealth Games here on Manx Radio. Thank you so much for listening. If you're a fan of the Isle of Man competing in multi-sport events, let me tell you that the Commonwealth Youth Games are being held in August of 2023 in Trinidad and Tobago. Before that, though, the Island Games are happening in July and they're in Guernsey. And don't forget 2026, the Commonwealth Games return in Victoria, Australia. For now, though, we'll focus on the very immediate future, and I'll sign off by wishing you a Merry Christmas.